0: Hey, everyone. This is Jocelyn. Uh, Welcome to this edition of Leap. Joining me today is the amazing Tomas Garza. And Tomas, like me, is a fellow radio or podcast host. He co-hosts his own show called Decide to Transform and is the author of the book Decide. Tomas, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here.
0: Oh, and such a pleasure to have you here and so enjoyed our conversations getting ready for today's recording. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really going to kick right off. What was it for you that said, I have to birth this podcast? And how did you de- decide upon the name?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, this is a, a really long story, in fact. So I'm going to give the short form version of this. I published a book last summer, summer of 2019, and was looking for different ways to market that. And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of possibilities and anyone that's an author, um, especially a self-published author as I am, could attest to that. And I had a, a premonition in August, A hunch, so to speak, or some divine nudge, maybe, that I needed to focus on just one area of marketing beyond book sales, of course, because I had scheduled an event and, um, you know, bought my own books and was selling them and giving them away and all of that. But um, I uh, decided that I really wanted to go into podcasting. And I had never done it before. I had done radio very briefly in the 1990s when I was in college, but that didn't really take much time and I didn't do it very long. So it was a really new venture on my end. Mm-hmm.
0: And why? why did, and you said you had a calling to say, just focus on one.
1: I listened to Divine Guidance on that. It was very clear. Pick one. That was the message, just pick one. Not 20, (laughs) but one.
0: Yeah, And, and the one
1: is the show? The one turned into the show and it wasn't something that came to me automatically and right away because I made the decision that I wanted to explore podcasting and having never done it before, I did not and I still don't have a lot of the editing expertise though it's something we can all pick up on and learn as we go. Um, The show that I did end up creating is done primarily live. and uh, with a live producer but I didn't know where to start and I recalled some notes from an old conversation that I had with a business coach back in 2018. I had a a business coach and I actually suspended the the coaching program because so many things were coming at me that um, told me to, to change my direction and I decided at that point, this was 2018, that I was going to write the book, which I I wrote then and published last year. And at at the very last end of the final coaching call, the coach that I was working with said, well, I know a woman who can get you on Ohm times radio. So when you get done with your book, yeah, shoot me an email and I'll connect you. And that, Woman turned out to be Lisa Berry, my very good friend and business partner, in fact.
0: And that just sounds like it was meant to be. Yes. That was your that was your message to say this is the next stage, the next one thing. Perfect. What does the decide mean to you, and why was that? Why was that your? Why was that your chosen?
1: I had uh, dozens of different titles. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a, a real process. the The genesis of the book came from my deciding. Uh, it was a decision, frankly. Um, you know, this is a theme that runs through all of my work currently. It's a decision. It's the title of my book. It's the title part of the title of my podcast. It, um, it's something that really has a lot of importance to me because a bit of backstory, I have been a practicing meditator, I've had a meditation practice of my own since the 1980s, so that's about mid-80s, 35 years more or less, and in 2018, I finally decided that uh, I was going to step up and start actually teaching, that I realized, gosh, you know, I have all of this experience, no more hiding on my end, I need to actually step up and take some initiative and lead in this department because I have all of this experience, a lot of it practical. So I began teaching at a local yoga studio. It was, it was great and I've taught there on and off for the past couple of years. And we've, um, we've been traveling a lot, but uh, when I'm there, I've, I've conducted some classes and I saw people using the same limiting stories over and over again for why meditation was hard, for why they weren't doing it right, or why they had something else that was more important than coming to class, um, even if they weren't paying for it. (laughs) So um, I decided that I had a lot of, of material around that, and that was how the book was born. It's primarily about our limiting stories that we all tell ourselves, such as, I'm too old, I'm too young, I don't have the requisite degree, so I can't move forward in this arena, or the group's already started, classic meditation, yoga, right, um, the group's already started, so I'm just going to sit this one out, and, you know, come back again in, in six months, or, or something, and, and people uh, say these all, all, all the time, uh, they say that all the time, and You know, I knew from my own experience that there were ways to recognize those and to work through them. And it really is based on a a fundamental decision to work through them. Because without that, it's, you know, dabbling, paying for a gym membership and never going, things like that, that people do all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: for you, though, what was your journey? Had you, when did you decide for yourself? To transform. was there something that happened within you or in your timeline that said something has to change
1: yes the number one thing that had to change was I had to step up and teach and the decision in 2018 to teach meditation at a yoga studio Led to everything else. Uh, That that was the catalyst, and that was the decision. It was I need to begin to share some of this experience with the world, because it's no good in my just keeping it to myself. Yeah, that was the big one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And it it takes some courage to do that. It really. I I know I just had sort of an aha moment not that long ago for myself. uh, I started my my coaching practice two years ago well a year and a half ago now yeah. and i had put it under the name of the show of league because i was like oh you know i already have this brand with the show and i already built like started to build the following and, and and branding this whole thing and then in in earnest it's really been the last several weeks that i was like wait that's not it mm-hmm. um yes i of love my show, and I, but the show is, yes, I, I will infuse some of my own stories into it. The show is, is also showcasing the journey that we all take for ourselves. Yes. And it's not always my journey. Yes, mine gets touched upon, but it's, it's the guest's journey. Yeah, what we're doing. And I was like, well, that's, that's a little bit askew from my practice. My practice has to be me. I really had this aha moment because I've built businesses before. I've always built businesses in partnership.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And there is something that's very novel and very strong about standing into your own power and your own being when it's you. And I, and I really like, I made that decision and I was like, oh, that's big. Wait a minute. When I look at the people, I I emulate the ones that are doing it, right? It's their name.
2: Uh
0: It's not the name of the business. Their their name of their business is their name. And they're synonymous with that. And then you in addition to that, the being that you are, you are this being in your business, in your life, in your romantic relationships, in your friendships, as a parent. If you're truly aligned with who you are, it is all of you in every aspect of your life. So, why am I skirting around it and not just living in it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. And so, that's when you say decide,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that comes to me. That comes very strong to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's something that resonates on a lot of levels with different people because we've all made decisions. We've all made good decisions. We've all made bad decisions. We're gonna make dozens of bad decisions today. And we might make dozens of good decisions today. <laughs> but um, this is really, um, this is basic meditation in action. that's why it's so important is just to have the awareness of, of what's going on in our own minds rather than being on autopilot. Because also, all too often, we're on autopilot. it's just easy. that's the way we live life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think that's, and I think we're learning a lot about that right now in this space of quiet. Yes. I mean, you and I, I think, live in this a little mm-hmm. more effectively or have lived in this for a longer period of time. But given that you know with with having this pandemic and being asked to to be home, and being asked to shift how we live our daily lives, there's, there's this option that we have of how we're going to take this next step. Mm-hmm. Now, what yes. are we doing in this, in this space right now? Because there's potentially a lot more quiet. Mm.
1: There can be. Well, there has been, I think, for most of us. Uh, there might be people that have their, that have several kids uh, that are young and they're now homeschooling them. So it might not be supremely quiet, but mm-hmm. it just makes this work even more much, that much more important to get the mental and emotional space and create that for yourself when you cannot do it physically because of shutdowns and stay at home orders, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so, so important.
0: Yeah. So, what are the obs- some of the observations you're seeing in your world, given that we're we're in this place now
1: mm-hmm. that
0: we've been asked to quiet?
1: Yes. Um, as as a stay-at-home entrepreneur who works online mostly, uh, this hasn't really impacted my way of doing business. Very much so, I'm, I'm not one of these people that had a, a nine to five job in an office or would commute to work outside the home, etc. So, I haven't had that kind of work environment for several years. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing really three you know, it's, it's difficult to categorize groups of people, but I'm seeing three pronounced trends in my own life. I'm seeing the people, number one, that are struggling that are not doing well, that this challenge has kind of eaten them up a little bit. And then I'm seeing people on the other end of the spectrum that have completely stepped up, that are doing things that they wouldn't have done before, and they all have to do with personal growth with spirituality, with healing, with transformation. I'm seeing a lot of that. And maybe that's the world that I run in, but I'm seeing people step up. It's very encouraging, very, very encouraging. They're stepping up in ways that I had not imagined that they would. And some of them I know personally, some I don't, but it's it's really, really encouraging. And then there are people that want to step up and they, are not quite there because they don't have either the resources or the timing is wrong or they haven't had that much development or enough to take the next leap. And that's a big group of people, that third one.
0: I I agree. I think that is, in some ways, I I think I waffle between that and the act of taking action. Mm. Because I'm certainly taking action here, right? Yeah, Show is in action. it's movement, it's the reason that it's called LEAP, because there is something about taking that, taking that momentum forward and yes. being in action. I also think that a little bit of myself is in that, that bigger category of, and, and it's a little bit more of like, I'm gonna put a, on my own limiting belief of, am I good enough? Am I enough? Have I done this? Have I done enough work? Do I have enough knowledge base to do? Which is a bunch of baloney.
2: <laughs>
0: I blow through it and say, actually, I do. I have a lot of tools. I have a lot of offerings. I have a lot of things that I, I can do, and I'm worth it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. And you have welcome. quite a business experience as well.
0: Well, thank you. And that- and I, I sometimes I forget, and I think so. That's probably like a message I want to share too with our audience that yeah, it, it, it's you have it's imperative to stand in that place of unknown yes. and it's imperative to stand in that place of doubt it's okay mm-hmm. don't stay there
2: right yes
0: i mean for you i'd like to go back to your meditation you when you made that decision that you were going to step out and start teaching what did that do for you
1: well it's opened up the entire world I mean, and this was a, a year and a half ago it was it wasn't well almost two years ago, it was the end of May in 2018. So um, it opened up everything that has happened since then. Everything has begun to flow in one, I mean, it's mostly a continuous stream. The last three months have been very, very fast, high speed, exponential. Um, I, I really do liken it to an exponential curve. And I think that collectively we're all getting that in one form or another right now. And for me, it just opened up everything. And I knew at the time that it was going to open things up because it represented for me a a qualitative, a fundamental different choice and a different way of leading in the world than I had been used to before because I, I hadn't really answered the call. And this was answering it.
0: So when you say, can, can you give me some concretes of things that have revolutionized in your world? Yes. When you, when you chose you first?
1: Yes, um, I have several examples of that. Um, and to, some of them, of course, precede the last couple of years because I did choose me first in some very, very Uh, very, very painful arenas of my life, like a painful relationship. I have a toxic relationship with my mother for a number of years. So prior to 2018, I had made some relationship style decisions that put me squarely first, my own well-being before pleasing other people and uh, remaining in toxic relationships. So there is that component. And also post I, I, uh, 2018, the decision to teach is also really important because what we find as teachers is that you teach and you learn at the same time. And you learn by teaching, you teach by learning, vice versa. It's all an interplay, it's
0: a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: It is very much that, it's very much that, and that's not the way that the world commonly views teaching, especially in the spiritual arena. People say, hey, enlighten me. Well, no, (laughs) no, you'll do that yourself.
0: I think in the spirituality world, there is this constant exchange of energy, and and that is more fluid, Mm -hmm. where I think that when we look at traditional teaching platforms, it's yes. transactional. Mostly, it it's, is. I'm gonna give you this so you receive that.
1: hmm yes. And it also can be hierarchical, as we see that there's a teacher or a professor or a trainer or, you know, in spiritual terms, you know, a Lama, a monk, a guru, a pastor, whatever it is for you, you just kind of, um, there's a top-down sort of feeling. Mm-hmm rather than an interplay feeling. And, and to me, spirituality is all about experience. It's not about what you believe or the building that you go to or don't go to. It's, it's experience and it's the interplay. That's where the action is because right now it is where the action is for all of us. It's not 15 minutes from now and it's not 10 minutes ago. It's current.
0: It's right here right now.
2: Yeah,
1: most definitely.
0: Yeah. And yet, I think that's something that's that's where I, I lean into trust into the end. Okay. Because it's not, you know. So my background, you know, I, I grew up. My my father was chemical engineer. Oh. You know, he's science science based. Um, my mother is a retired social worker. Okay. So, so I had this science base and this emotional base. Yet it was all very concrete, right? Everything had to sort of be seen, to be proven, to, to be known. Okay. And and then we follow that, like I follow that that trail along. My, my now former husband, I remember he used to ask me if I believed in God. Uh-huh. And this was a regular conversation that we'd have, and not even so much conversation, a question. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, how can you believe in something that doesn't exist? Uh, right, that that I couldn't prove existed.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Then I had my spiritual awakening. <laughs> I was like, Oh wait, I have known it all along. Yeah. That I've always felt that you know I'm a feeler, I'm a kinesthetic, so I'm all that feeling. Yeah. I've always known there's been a knowing that there is something bigger, and that that I always believed. That opportunities and people and, and experiences fell into my path specifically for a reason. I always knew that, even though I didn't know it. Okay. Right? Synchronicities. Seeing yes. people like, you know, I, I had for a period of time, I'd run into people internationally
2: oh, okay. mm-hmm.
0: that I knew. And I was like, wait, how is that? happening like what's that stuff all about right. um not really understanding but there is this larger play at happening play at hand yeah. and that's where now i I lean more into the trust that the universe has got this yes I'm co-creating it right when I choose to live in a hired place in a place of joy in a place of love mm-hmm. of embracing of surrendering and allowing Yes, I get to create this amazing being. So I think let's talk, let's talk about that for you because it sounds like you've really been on that journey pretty heavily in these last two years and have opportunities. I have.
1: I have. And, and um, currently, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, currently, uh, this is really, I love this question because there's a lot of activity around the surrender piece for me right now. My my father is an orthopedic surgeon and um, very, very uh, I mean, nobody that I've ever met works as long or as diligently as he does. So I inherited his work ethic, which is, is of course, highly, highly valued in modern Western business culture. I've lived abroad and things like that, and, and you know, places where work is, is treated differently than it is in the United States, but I grew up in the States. And um, it was do, 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 and um, that was really drilled into me. And as an entrepreneur, it's not always about that, especially as one that's spiritual and spiritually focused. Uh, That actually, spirituality actually is business. I was not raised to see the two as symbiotic. I wasn't raised to see the two as one and the same there was always a separation and uh, right now it's it's very very important to pay attention to being as well as doing as people often put that or surrender just not trying to force things and I, i have had several entrepreneurial ventures that i never saw through to a successful conclusion because i realized i was trying to Force it. I was not allowing, I was not present enough in, in my business. So I was not being the business, as you mentioned. And it's really, really important. And I think we entrepreneurs really can struggle with that. I certainly have. And I'm still learning a great, great deal about relaxing and allowing the divine energy to take control. Yeah. Talk
0: about that a little more, though. Let's go a little more that. When, you, when do you notice that you're forcing? Or how do you notice that? I, uh,
1: for me, for everybody, it's different. But for me, my brain just shuts down. My brain shuts down. And in my, my solar plexus, my, you know, my sacral chakra, my gut, I just feel a, a condensing of... of Energy and a non-movement, mm-hmm. stuckness that is saying to me, stop, stop, take a break, take several days off if you need to go for a hike, go take a dip in the pool, take a nap. Uh, but whatever you do, stop trying to mentally process this.
0: Yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine has mine's sort of a similar. Um, I, I'm an activator, meaning that, so not a surprise that my, the, you know, the name of the show is late because it's got action in it. I'm routinely in motion. Mm. So it feels good. You know, I'm a, an athlete. I, I dabble in a lot of different sports um because i'm excited about it i also see that when i'm in a really great place like right now i'm I'm, I'm producing a lot my ability to start my ability to see all these different opportunities is, is very high good is very high i love it and when I started actually working on said project, because that is where it starts to actually get real. <laughs> right? It's one thing to have the list and to do all the little things. And it's another thing to actually fill in the blanks of the outline. Right. Yes. I mean, filling in the blanks of outline is probably where I personally, am um, not as excited about. Okay. And so when I get to something that I'm, really having to force it, and really having to push through, that's when I walk away. Because I'm like, I'm not utilizing my energy in the best possible manner. Right, yes. That, that's, that for me, and, and the, it's, so, you know, not everyone that listens is, is familiar with the chakra system, you and I are, but you mm-hmm. talk about your shoulder plexus, and, um, I'm sorry, what was the other, oh, I'm just, say mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: Those are your creative, chakras that's that's where your energy or your creative energy lives in your body and that's you know and for those for people who don't aren't familiar with what those chakras chakras are um that is down in like below your gut right that's that's that space where those, those chakras live so if you've ever noticed for yourself when you're in a creative space and um you just there's something inside of your belly that's just like pulling you forward. Or I'm gonna even go a little more, just a little more direct. Um, if you feel like turned on, sexually turned on. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: That's, that's actually your creative outlet yeah, lighting is- up. That's actually what that is. Um, because it doesn't have to be actually about the physical act. It's actually about the creativity that's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. That you're excited about.
1: Yes. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, that is the way a lot of creation projects are. It's, it's the same energy. And then, you know, we just, you know, with time, a person can get to know themselves and, and their own body, their own their own mind, and realize when it's blocked. It's the, one of the hardest things for people to do is to realize that now is not the time. Because uh, so many of us want to do, 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 and we've all got our list. All entrepreneurs have a list. And even if you're not one and you're watching this, I'm sure you've got a list as well. Oh, there's,
0: there's always lists. There's <laughs> lists of things you have to clean around the house, you gotta run your errands, blah, blah, blah. We all yes. do. We, we, it is, but there's difference between busyness
1: mm-hmm. and
0: productiveness.
1: Right. And, and that's that's something that I think that we all have to learn by trial and error. But there's so much wisdom in just letting go and and um, allowing yourself to work your own strategy. And in fact, in the last couple of weeks, with reference to the exponential growth and evolving of everything, you know, I've learned a good deal on my end about human design, where I'm a manifesting generator, which is perfect validation, everything that has ever happened to me that was true and positive that I really knew, Mm -hmm. not suspected, but knew that I needed to follow through on was the result of what seems like an outside influence. It's not really, but it seems like it because it's not based on my own thought process. It's not based on my own mental scheming and it's, it's essentially allowing the universe, allowing the Holy Spirit, God, divine energy to take the reins, quite literally, and tell me what to do. And when that has happened, I have, boom, felt that creative surge, as he described it, for long periods of time. And yeah. it can be tremendous and, and pronounced. Yeah. It's all happening in the last couple of weeks for me. So this is very timely.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I, it's interesting because I'm in the same category. And, and in truth, you know, before the, the day that, so I do have a job, And the day that we received our notice that, okay, it's time to transition to, to home, um, the functionality of it, Very simple, right? Because so much of my business was already home-based anyway. So it was like a very easy transition from a physical form. The emotional piece was incredibly challenging for me. Because at that time, and this is just like a little of almost a month and a half ago, really, um, I was really in a very dark place. I'd been healing my heart through uh, a, through a a relationship that had ended. And, and it needed to end, you know, I, I don't question that, you know, it was wonderful while we had it. And it was beautiful while we had it and it ended because it needed to. Um, and I was in a place of real healing. And I was very much in a place of not loving myself ah. and forgetting to love myself and forgetting that I'm this incredible being. Mm-hmm. Which led me into leaning back into show, getting my show because I was like getting the show back because I was like that brought me such joy. To really, the show's been back for less than a month that I've been recording, and at this, I this another show will air some weeks after after today that we're while we're recording. Uh-huh. It's been less than a month, and the transition that has been that has been in my world and the joy that I'm feeling inside and the experiences and having people coming from out of nowhere. Yeah. In here, in my world down and the opportunity, like all of that has blossomed Good. because I chose number one, I wasn't so much choose. The universe was choosing for me, Justin, you guys sit still for a while,
2: right?
0: Mm-hmm. You gotta go take care of this stuff. And it was ugly. I cried a lot. I spent a lot of time home alone. I spent right. a lot of time in my head, head trash. And I share this very openly because I think it's important for people to know that it's not always like rainbows and butterflies. The dark places come. Right. And then we get to pendulum swing back to like these beautiful places. And then we get just to like learn more about ourselves in each and every opportunity. So I share that very openly. And I think it's also important that... for me, like I had to recognize I actually had to spend time by myself. And so when we started this, this quarantine and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to see people. Like, Work was the only outlet I had. I wasn't seeing my friends, I wasn't going out. I was very much like in this dark place to here we are in quarantine. We've been asked to stay home. We've been asked to like kind of socially distance, it's really physical distance. And yet my world is booming. It was booming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's just interesting because I chose to take care of my own stuff. And I still do.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Talk about that. Because, I mean, is that what led to you to your meditation practice? Because that's really, it sounds like that was sort of like that pivotal moment for you.
1: It, it was a pivotal moment when I began to teach. And, you know, the practice itself began years earlier, uh, really almost in in, an incongruous circumstance. I was a sophomore in high school, so this was circa, oh gosh, I don't know, 1985, six, sometime around there. Uh, Yeah, a long time ago. Um, Your life
0: experienced yes 23
1: it's like we just have life experience that's all exactly well and that's uh, that's part of the benefit of this and is you know you teach as a podcast host you can speak from experience as an author you can write about and speak from your own experience that needs to be shared because you never never know who out there is going to need to hear exactly what you have to say on a given day and, and personally I would not leave them behind because it's really leaving somebody in their own hell if you don't reach out and if you don't teach and you know the meditation practice began in geometry class I had a geometry teacher my sophomore year that was a long time meditator and one day in class working through all the you know the formula and theorems and Pythagorean triangles and all that stuff that I don't even remember what really
0: more or less in that space yeah
1: Uh yeah I don't remember that but he wanted Mm -hmm. to have us meditate and he began to get lead meditations in class they were all short and of course a lot of sophomores in high school in the 80s people were rolling their eyes and who knows what they were thinking but I to my great surprise and happiness. I found I really resonated with that. And I enjoyed that sense of of, of calm that it gave me, that sense of peace, because I really wasn't in, in a home environment that was very peaceful. My mother was a hardcore alcoholic and she had had a, a really troubled, abusive second marriage that I saw way too much of because I was in my teens. And, you know, it was just really, really a a very helpful tool for me to begin to take control over my own responses to things. And then from there, begin to recognize, gosh, I'm actually creating this. We're actually creating all of this. So it led me to go deeper into the practice, deeper into spirituality. And it was a, you know, a beautiful thing. And you never know how it's going to start. I mean, geometry class, who can predict that? Yeah.
0: It's it's really interesting though. And this, yeah, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. So I had, um, uh, my, my most favorite teacher growing up was my math teacher, Mr. Kyle. Oh. And he also, spirited something for me that I didn't see. Like for you, you learned about meditation through him or something sparked for you. From Mr. Kyle. And I always loved math. Math just made sense to me. And it turns out I'm a strategy person. So shocker. Uh, And I love numbers. So that that was it was it felt really good to be in that space. And my mother will tell you that as a teenager I was not very outgoing. I was fairly shy. Okay. Um, and I think I probably was until probably about my senior year, where I, I know that I start to change and shift and blossom and become. Okay. But at that time with Mr. Kyle, and it was also my sophomore year, I used to raise my hand every single time. Like you could put a, t- a problem on the board and my hand was up. I was like, get, give me to that board. I'm going to show you how I did it. Right. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of that. And, and he often called on me because I always had a different path to the same results. And he applauded that. He didn't poo-poo it. He didn't tell me that's wrong. It's just, it, it, it's like, I taught, it was like, Mr. Kyle's like, I tell you this way. And then this is Jocelyn's way. And it was, it was a celebrated thing. It wasn't okay. a, that's incorrect. And mm. that was such a bolster for my, for my confidence as a, as a young woman. And, you know, even all these years later, I don't even know where Mr. Kyle is. Oh, I still no, can recollect that because I can feel that. I can, I can embrace myself and say, oh, there are other ways. And yes. it's awesome.
1: Yes. You right, know? it is. As if there are other ways. There are multiple other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I, as we sort of wrap up this conversation today with Decide to Transform, mm-hmm. I'd love to learn a little bit about your show and why like who do you who do you feature, um, and why that was so important to you to bring that to life?
1: Okay, yeah, I would love to talk about this, so you'll have to cut me off. <laughs> but you know, if, um, yeah, if yeah, there's so much there's so much of energy in this because the show is is the current um, result of all of my life experience and in fact it was lisa who's now my very very good friend and business partner um, who helped me work through a lot of my content and recirculate repurpose this content into a radio show and uh, it's um the the title is great i love it because it's two action verbs because transformation is not just Change—it's a, a conscious decision that we make. So, it's decide to transform, and it, it's a combination of my own teachings. The majority of the shows that I've done are all solo, um, it, for me, it's very, very easy to just put the microphone down and start to talk for an hour. It's—it's uh, it's, it's an hour-long show at, at, on Times Radio, and it's quite easy to do that so and i've had a a few guests on i do have a couple of other guests that are on tap for the month of may that are really really high profile business people with a lot of spiritual depth and energy and great stories to tell so it's a mix of interviews with people And it is a a mix of that and solo teachings. But what I'm really discovering as a podcaster that I love that I did not expect is the role of producer and the role of someone who has a a platform for people to express their truth, their teachings, their message. And it's a real gift to people. And that is something that I did not foresee. And I love that component.
0: Isn't that the best gift though? Yes. Because, you know, I, I will tell you like for my own show, it it does something for me and that's why I birth it, because it because it feels good to me. I enjoy sure. to share stories and get to know people, and have some of these really intimate conversations in a very sort of short period of time. Yes. And then, when I get the feedback of, oh my gosh, this, this stunted something inside of me, and now I'm gonna start this other thing, and the ripple effect mm-hmm. is beautiful. And Good. you know, I, I noticed that you know, when I, really, my, my journey began when I moved to Colorado and uh, chose me first. And by choosing me, it meant I I was ending a a relationship that was no longer serving me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And when I became very vocal about it and being really stepped into my vulnerability about this is what's really happening. And I was very public about it. And I had people just sort of, not like coming out of work, work, I had people sending their friends to me and saying, look, she's a point of inspiration. And that was never the intent. The intent for me was to heal me.
2: Yes.
0: My product was, oh, someone else is going through this and they're learning from my journey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's good shit. <laughs> yes,
1: it yeah, it's great, actually. Yeah.
0: It started with me deciding to transform.
1: hmm yeah, it is. It all starts with that, and then people people can relate to this. It's a great thing about podcasting to me is that it's perpetual, and you can have a show whether it's live or pre-recorded. But then it gets put out to the world, and it's available on so many platforms for people twenty four hours a day. So it, it, there's no reason not to teach. And if, if you're so inclined, there's no reason not to have a podcast of your own, really, in my opinion.
0: Agreed. Agreed. But to each their own. So like you yes, you, you said, it's very easy for you to sit down in front of a mic for an hour and just let it go. And I will tell you, as much as I love to talk and love to interact, that's been a practice that I'm working more and more on um, as putting my own, it kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier about starting my starting my business and it has to be my name um, because it's so easy for me to sort of put the, the boundary up and you share someone else's story. Now I'm like, oh wait, I'm gonna step out into this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be my voice. Yes. Yeah, so it's interesting, the dichotomy of that,
1: so. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this journey is, is so, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. um yeah that's it's amazing
0: it is i think that's a beautiful way to end (laughs) this journey is amazing thank you so much for sharing with me today
1: yes thank you it's been a pleasure to be on with you
2: yeah i've enjoyed it